Hey everybody, welcome to the Bamcast Summer Movie Series Extra Podcast thing. That's a really long name. Yeah, it, the acronym makes no sense. Okay. So, don't even try. Uh, anyway, I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And we're back to talk more summer movies. Movies about the beach. Y- yeah. Beach time. Uh-huh. We've, we've been going to the beach. <laughs> getting our tans. Sure. Looking at the ladies. We watched uh, two more 80s movies, although I wanted to go... Wanted to go uh, less gross. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go after the the hard bodies layer of filth. I, I oh, just, that level of gross. Yeah, I wanted to go back to you know a, a simpler time where it was just jokes. Okay, just, just jokes, not necessarily naked women. Sure, just just some good times at the beach, starring some people you may know. Right. So uh, we did uh, one crazy summer mm-hmm. and weekend at Bernie's. The prequel to the Bamfcast movie, Bernie's <laughs> too. Right. I didn't know they made a first one. Yeah. I did not know they weird. had a first one. <laughs> they, they did. Uh, we'll get to that one in a second. But first, One Crazy Summer mm-hmm. from 1986. Director Savage Steve Holland. Mm-hmm. Uh, writer and director of Better Off Dead. Yes. Writer and director of this. Mm-hmm. Writer and director of some other things. He's worked on other projects. <laughs> Was it How I Got Into College, I, I think? Maybe. And... Uh, did some television shows. Lots of, lots of TV shows. Yeah. Became like an animator. Yes. An animation director, I believe. Which is evident. Yeah. <laughs> because this movie is littered with animation. Mm-hmm. Also, it's better off dead. Yes. Uh, so, here. okay, here's my confession. Okay. I have seen Better Off Dead once. Hmm. One time. Okay. I have seen One Crazy Summer 10,000 times. <laughs> okay, well... Reverse that, but not quite as severely. Okay. I've probably only seen One Crazy Summer a half dozen times in my life, and right. I've seen Better Off Dead hundreds. I have no idea how that happened. It just, Better Off Dead, wherever I was, was never on television. Okay. So, One Crazy Summer, or Regatta 2, <laughs> in terms of movies we're watching. Okay. Uh, I, this movie does not get the nostalgia bump it deserves. I don't know what that means. I, it just, it, no one talks about this movie. Oh, no one's like when just talking generally about 80s movies or comedies or anything like that. No one says, hey, One Crazy Summer. That movie's great. Mm, I think they do. Do they? Yeah. I Cause, I, mean, like, here's I wasn't going to like lead off with this, but I mean, let, let me put it this way. Okay. Like, I think One Crazy Summer is a lot more well known than Better Off Dead and seen by a lot more people okay. and talked about more. All right. Um, and I think that's completely wrong. Like, okay. I This movie... Better Off Dead to me is like everybody works in it, and this one it's like twenty five percent of the people work in it. Oh, oh, you. I mean, just no. I mean, like <laughs> casting wise, like everyone works in Better Off Dead. Okay, and like this, just everybody feels off. And and there's something about this movie. It's just it's like Better Off Dead has some, I guess, some meanness, especially in like um, what's her name, uh, Ricky's mom. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. This movie is extra mean, like all around. Man, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing that. Okay. I, maybe if I can compare and contrast the two. All right. I, I don't have that knowledge. I mean, I ha- I have enough knowledge of Better Off Dead to know the references from Better Off Dead, but sure. like the overall tone, I, it's, it yeah, escapes me. I just, so. I mean, like the bad guy in Better Off Dead, I think is more gleefully glib asshole. Mm-hmm. And like, they're actually like evil mean people in this one there are i mean like they just they do more shitty things okay and i feel like 
I, I don't know. It was just Better Off Dead is like more fun to me. Like this one, there's a lot of nasty people doing nasty things. Like, I mean, even down to like the family members, like I get it's a joke, but it's like, you know, the uh, when they go to stay with the grandmother or whatever, and she's right. like charging them for food and everything, <laughs> right. like sending them a bill and like the, the crazy <laughs> asshole uncle uncle trying to call the radio station. I mean, mm-hmm. just like everyone's gross and mean. Okay. And I, I don't know. It's hmm. just... I don't like the vibe of this one. I never have as much. That's why oh. I don't watch it. Never watched it as much. Okay. Well, it's just like every, like this one, like better off dead. I could watch it like once a month for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. This I'm like every five years. I'm like, yep, I'm good for another five. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Um, hmm. And I mean, I'm a, obviously a huge fan of better off dead. Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know where to go from there. It's, um, I, I don't quite feel that way about this one. Obviously okay. I, I, I just I adore just about everything about it. Okay. Um, th- one of the first notes I wrote down was just the word gags because this movie is oh, yeah. is just nonstop just bits. Mm-hmm. Some of them like quick one off jokes, and then some that will last fifteen minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or just keep recurring throughout the whole movie, <clears throat> like the you know make that face and yes, it'll stay that way. Exactly. Like there are just bits like. It, it, some of them I'd forgotten, even though I've seen this movie so many times, like when they're at the graduation and they all throw their caps up in the air. And I, I, I'd always had the thought, how come no one dies when those things come down? Because they're pointy. Well, one guy does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one guy gets stabbed in the back and they're all horrified and they run away. But there's a lot of running away in this movie. I, I tend to enjoy just scenes of three characters who stop, pause, scream, and then all run off in different directions. That's sure. That's a nicely filmed shot that they do a lot. I, I just I feel like one crazy summer is this this high energy thing that we just don't get anymore. No, like, no, I agree. I mean, like when I compare it to other things of like after and now, you know, well, I mean, now is after. But I, I, I just I don't feel like there are there aren't movies like this anymore. No, they're they're not. Um, it's just there's there's such an energy to it in just about every scene. Like I just like at the beginning when they get off the boat and they uh, bump into Teddy's car and he gets out and accosts John Cusack. Well, the whispering thing is what really makes that scene. How he's just like, and he's like, what? Yeah, but then they do like this synchronized jumping <laughs> to his like car. Yeah, <laughs> you touched my car. Right. There, there's just there's just so many bits and things mm-hmm. and everyone's just so into what they're doing. Everyone's committed, I mm-hmm. think. And and for me, I just I just. It's it tickles me. It just sure. it's 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 delightful to me. Yeah, I don't I, dislike this movie. Okay. I'm just saying, like between the two, no, I give that. me better off dead a thousand times over because like the 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 deck is stacked against this one for me because mm-hmm. I don't I've never really liked Demi more. Yeah. So I mean, she's okay here. Yeah, I just I mean I don't know. It, it it's it feels even weirder for her supposedly to be like 16 to 18 and have you know 40 year old smoker voice (laughs) you know it just feels even stranger yes um and like i don't like his friend at all like i don't like that guy joel murray yeah is he a murray yeah okay i i don't don't know it's just like his bits are not funny like i don't i mean the whole like i got stuck under a lawn chair it's like well fucking slide out you douchebag i don't know it's just like it's like it's not as plausible like, the, I, the like, first one is because he's buried in the sure, sand sure. The, second one, the second one is just like dude just slide the fuck out <laughs> yeah just roll yeah dude, get out of the um, way <laughs> but like curtis armstrong's fine and like he's the he's the sidekick in better off dead so right. like i you know i and i like him in this just because 
he plays kind of against his gross type because he's not he, booger. Well, he's like he's like <laughs> you know the actual like really nice guy yeah. in this one, and it, it, that is fun. I mean, there are characters I like in this. Like, I like I like the little sister because I think she's like crazy and doesn't. I mean, does she even say a word the entire movie? No, I don't think she does. She screams Bosco at one point right. at the dog. Yeah, because when the dog runs up at the end. Why that dog has a bunch of puppies, I don't know, because it's a boy dog. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, I think, I think that was just like, I think that was them po- another poking fun at their own, like, let's have a super happy ending, I like, guess. for no goddamn reason. <laughs> and the, all the puppies had the cone on, too, I know, you know, that's just, just <laughs> the boy dog got kicked and then went away and came back with a bunch of puppies. Sure. Just, no, doesn't work yeah, like that. I know, but I mean, like, so just everything about better off dead to me works better because I, I, I like his parents in that one a lot. I mm-hmm. like, I like Monique versus Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's just like so many more things that, I mean, like the, the deck, the deck is just stacked in its favor for parts. I like about it. Okay. And I, I guess, I mean, I know this is going to sound dumb, but having grown up around a beach, I know we've been watching a lot of beach movies, but like, they're not as entertaining to me because it's like, I can do that, or I could, you know, right. conceivably I could it's do not that. An escape, right? And, yeah. and and watching a ski movie, it's like, well, shit, I live in Florida, right? And nobody skis, and it's on water when they do. <laughs> um, it's not downhill. Um, so like that, that just to me is like, you know, I watch a movie and it's like, yeah, this is an escape and this is fun. Okay, you know, well, I get that. Okay, there are things about this movie. That, there are some unexplained things in this movie that don't make sense. I don't understand why, like the the dad is is so hates lobsters. Like, just fucking hates lobster. Like, every scene, he's torturing lobsters in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not enough that he has a lobster chain of restaurants. Right. Who cares? But in every scene, he's yeah. like... The just- stethoscope with the lobster in the <laughs> pot is... That's still a really funny <laughs> gag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's shooting them with a crossbow sure. while his kid is rotating these targets around. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there there are funny bits in this. It's just, to me, it's like... like like I said, it's just the movie feels so mean up until the end, and then it like it does so much to come back from it. Boy, see, like, I just I don't like, get a mean vibe from like, it at all. Well, I mean, like it, it just it it seems like it culminates. Like, don't get me wrong, the guy, the the ace ski guy in Better Off Dead is an asshole, uh-huh. and you know, kind of steals his girlfriend, but she was terrible too. So right. it's like it, it it's like oh well, that worked out better for you. <laughs> so it, you know, it it just. Like that's there's obviously that mean and, and you know like I said Ricky's mom is mean but it's like they all kind of get their comeuppance and I don't feel like anyone quite does to the right level in this you know like like I, I don't know I guess it just I I don't know it, they do create a, a the kicking the dog thing I think is what puts it over the edge for me where I'm just like well like I got mother. eaten by a dolphin with rabies <laughs> yeah that's not enough I I don't know like I said. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think like the second they start the regatta race and it's the, you know, we're going to save, we're going to win the day kind right. of thing. This movie earns back so much goodwill because like, I think that it, the ending and like I said, the the, the dog having puppies for no explainable reason <laughs> is just like the, the cherry on top of that because it's just like from that moment <laughs> forward, it's like it's so joyous and like the we're going to win kind of thing. Yeah. I see for me, I think like the first two acts of this movie are just gleeful comedy and then it settles into like sports movie. Yeah. And I don't dislike the regatta part. It just, it, and I don't know, maybe this was the part I watched more as a kid than any other part, but it just seems like once it gets to the boat race, it's like, okay, boat race. Like, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just fun. And it's also weird that this is the second like movie where the good guys cheat to win basically. 
Like, you can't put a car <laughs> in your boat and use it as the motor. Nah, why not? <laughs> That's silly. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, I mean, that, you know, because he's beating the shit out of the, um, whatever, the, what are the brothers? The Stork Brothers. Stork Brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, and I, I think that's another thing is like, man, for me, a little bobcat goes a long way. Like, just like, there's too much of him in this movie. I don't know about that. I having just watched the police academy movies this is a a tamer bobcat sure so it was almost okay i'm saying any bobcat is like, <laughs> i it's... i think there are levels and i i he made me laugh here more than not okay because and here's I mean, the, the godzilla bit is hilarious the godzilla yeah. bit is fucking dead on hilarious yeah. and and I, I was worried because I, it was the one bit that i remembered the most mm-hmm. and i was worried when it was going to get to it it would just be just lame and it's not i mean no, it just because goes. i mean, I mean they're, they're, to me that's like the best joke that will ever involve bobcat goldwaith because that's literally the noise he makes and so he's throwing a godzilla soup and him going ah, sounds like godzilla going nuts <laughs> so i mean that's to me that's that's peak bobcat goldwaith joke you know? i just love how happy he is when he finds it like when he's just going through all the costumes and he just sees he's just oh sure. um I, I guess it, it it baffles me to hear someone say how mean this movie is, because when I was watching it, I was thinking how opposite it is from a lot of movies in that. So Joel Murray brings his friend John Cusack to his summer vacation getaway mm-hmm. on Nantucket or whatever. And immediately, like all of his friends are just like, hey, John Cusack, you're our friend now. And then the whole rest of the movie is just them like, hey, let's help you and your friend Cassandra do whatever it is they need to do. Yeah. There's never any kind of like. No, the good guys are good. I'm just saying like the the, the, the ancillary characters the bad are guys extra are mean. so bad. Well, and then like even the people that aren't are like kind of should be neutral. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I just I kind of hate the uncle because of like that whole stupid thing. Like the idea of that is just. Yeah, he gets his. Uh, yeah. He loses his money. I know, but it's just <laughs> it's just gross. And I don't I, I don't I, know. I can't explain it. I. And and you know and the um Akak's dad is an asshole up until the very end too. You yeah, know, it's just like we well, have to have these arcs. I, I know, I get it. <laughs> Everyone they do like that his name is Akak, which you know, like anti Eric. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Just, and this is just one of those movies that has, so it has gags like just constant like things that just don't happen in reality. They're, they're set up jokes, but. Every so often, it's one of those movies that it will just hit you with, like, four in a row. Mm-hmm. And by, the like, the third one, I was just doubled over. Like, I just... It, it, like, when they were outside... Before the basketball contest, when when Demi Moore comes out and says, you know, I bet you $100 you won't. And then he's like... He does the stereotypical, like, what did you say? And then the whole crowd's like, she bets you $100 that she won't. <laughs> right. They're all just so just nonplussed when they say it. Just like, yeah, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't know the timing. I think the the comedic timing in this movie is I great. I, I love One Crazy Summer. Okay. Um, the the weird thing about One Crazy Summer, there's not an HD print of this anywhere. No, it's it's weird. It got to DVD and then that was it. Like you can't rent it in HD. You can't buy. It. There's no Blu-ray. Nothing. Yeah. And that's strange. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, come on. It's weird because I mean I'm pretty sure Better Off Dead made a made it. Made it to I, Blu-ray. I think it did. Yeah. In some way. So, so I don't know who. Uh, if it's two different companies that have the rights or whatever, I don't I don't remember the production company. I think it's all Warner, but you know, I don't know. Like I said, I mean I it's just weird to me because I've always felt like this was the one that got more due and so to me I always felt like Better Off Dead was the underdog that I'm like, let me defend it more. Well, I may be the the personification of your opinion because like I said, I've only seen Better Off sure. Dead one time. So um Yeah, I mean to me they're they're 
I mean, just talking about little moments. I mean, I don't, I don't, this isn't a Better Off Dead review, but there are so many like wonderful little moments in Better Off Dead that I just absolutely love. Like some of my favorite things in movies ever. Like, because they're, they're one of my favorite things. Like, it, it's one of the, my favorite gags, if you will, mm-hmm. in a movie that's just not played for even a laugh. It, there, there's a point where they're at the dance, which is hilarious in, in, in its own right, the way Ricky busts in in this cloud of like 80s video smoke and, you know, light behind him right. and does this really bizarre dance kind of thing where he just ends up like flopping on the floor and everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, Lane, John Cusack and Monique run outside and are like, you know, and he's, you know, he's super possessive, like oh, you're mine. And mm-hmm. there's this point where they're just talking outside and he comes running up and he's got this red balloon that he's gotten from the, from the ball or from the prom or whatever the hell they were at. Right. And he's running and it gets out of his hand and I'm pretty sure it was an actual accident. And the, the actor turns and like does this little leap up into the air like he was going to get the balloon and then just goes like shrugs and turns around and keeps going. And I know it was completely improvised and I fucking love it. Like it kills me every time. <laughs> like it's one of my favorite things in movies ever. Just hmm. like I, I know that had to have been improvised. Like I'm sure they were like, all right, let the balloon go and then do this weird jump. Like that just it just felt so like he was so into the character. It was just like, I'm going to do this weird shit that Ricky would do hmm. anyway. But there's a good balloon gag in this. Is Bobcat there? gives a balloon to a kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Kid yeah. flies away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was a kite, wasn't it? Oh, it was a kite. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Whoops. Yeah. No direct comparison. Um, I my only real complaint about One Crazy Summer is that no one in the film says, "Wow, that was one crazy summer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my only real complaint. I love One Crazy Summer. I give it four jocks. Okay. Um, but I mean, part of that is nostalgia, but. That was also having not seen it probably in 15 years. Sure. Sitting down with it again and just being hit with jokes over and over yeah, again. It, and just be it, like, oh, man. It had been a while since I've seen this. Yeah. I To the point that, like, I I remembered certain things. I mean, I remembered the uncle calling the radio station. I obviously remember the regatta. Mm-hmm. And I kind of for, I completely forgot John Matusiak was in this. Oh, yeah. And like, alum. <laughs> he should have been in more of it. Yes. Like, I don't know. His character with that stupid pink slash purple wig or whatever. Biker with like this pink punk wig on. And then his gang is like golfers and other weird assorted nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like but what on earth? He gets that? one of the better gags in it. Like when he ends up going into the water and he had those spiky things in his hair and he's got fish yes. skewered all yes, over again, his head. Just dumb bit. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. This is this feels weird because like I don't even like now I feel like we have to make direct comparisons to the movies we've watched. Uh-huh. I, I would give this like two, maybe three jocks. Okay, like I'll go with two. Okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm I've always been a little lukewarm on on Crazy Heart Summer, and that didn't like really change. I didn't like set out to be like, Ur, I I never I don't like this as much. <laughs> I'm gonna not like it now. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's just it, still. I mean, it does invite direct comparison because of the same star, same director, mm-hmm. same all that. I mean, it's. And same kind of like mopey guy. I yeah. mean, John Cusack's still playing the same kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm a loser yeah, I mean, in life. Part of the trivia is that people just call this Better Off Dead Goes to the Beach. Right. So, I mean, it the comparison's apt. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like you're just putting together two things and making an unjust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of unjust. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a lead in. Yeah. That's a segue. 1989's Weekend at Bernie's uh-huh. is a motion picture. It is. It is. <laughs> that it is. I don't know how long we could possibly talk about this movie because I don't get it. I don't understand the premise of it. I don't understand why anything happens in it. It's just one of those things where some character says some dumb reason why they have to do a thing. And the other character is just like, yeah, okay. And then thing happens for the rest of the movie. And you're like, well, wait, why? 
Why are they just not doing this? Yep. And that's it. It takes forever to get to the movie's dumb gag, which is that Bernie dies and they have to pretend that he's alive. Mm-hmm. It takes forever to get to that point. Nothing funny happens up to that point. Yeah. It's, Nothing. It's weird because like I, I haven't seen this again in a very, very long time. Neither have um, I. I thought I remembered it better. Yeah. The, the, it's funny. The two things I remembered about this are one, it's not really funny. It's just like I thought it was like a good representation like I, I remember the like the, just the summer in New York had like the heat wave and like mm-hmm. I, I remember them sitting on the roof and the tar and the and the in the kiddie pool. Yep. Which is not like funny really at all. It's just like I remember thinking like as someone from here where again as I said we're spoiled about the beach but like to me it's like when things get that shitty it's just like yeah all right jump in the car and go to the beach. Right. You know, and you know, dump or jump in. You know, there's water everywhere. We can jump in, and so this like <laughs> this idea of like being trapped in New York. It, it was, I think I'm putting too much thought into Weekend at Bernie's, but like no, I've always said that you know my my childhood roadmap of New York City was Ghostbusters. Right. You know, like I, I, the first time I went to New York City, I was seeing landmarks from as for things from Ghostbusters and some of the famous landmarks they were. Mm-hmm. So. But like this was always like an interesting antithesis to that, where I was like, "Oh, okay." Like this, this was like one of my first introductions to like how shitty New York could be in a certain situation. Right. Like, you know, like we take for granted being able to go jump in water, but like you're in the city where if you you know don't have a lot of money, you know, you're at a kiddie pool on a roof with surrounded by tar, and it's not like I said, it's not funny. It's just like it was always like it was part of that seed of like, oh, okay, this is how somebody else lives. Yeah. You know, like in a different environment. Yeah. So. That and then like what I what I think is maybe one of the only plot possibly funny bits in the movie is the only other thing I remember is when he falls out of the back of the boat and it's like kind of like water skiing but he's just, like hitting the buoys and shit like and <laughs> like I I don't know I mean I I don't feel like we're gonna try to fo- possibly follow this with any kind of no. like, review on like what the fuck happens but no in a nutshell the plot of the movie in case you don't know yeah two I, I guess they were they're accountants that work at this uh, insurance firm. Uh, basically discover like a $2 million discrepancy where somebody basically got paid out four times for dying mm-hmm. and they take it to the boss, Bernie. Um, and he's like, wow, good job. You know, I, come spend the weekend at my place. You know, we'll, we'll hammer out the details and let's not go public with this. So it's just, you know, and all the while he's plotting, like, I'm going to kill these two douchebags for finding this money. Cause I'm the one that's been stealing it. So they have like, see him around town. You know, he's living it up mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he's a glib asshole, of course. Yeah. Um, so he goes to have a meeting with like the, his, you know, Italian, Mom. his, his Italian partners. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do the killing thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, go, go kill these guys. They're going to be at my beach house and you know, we're, we're going to set it up like it's a suicide or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. You know, but Bernie it, leaves and they're just like, you know what? No, kill him. Yeah. Fuck him. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's, you know, sleeping with my girlfriend and you know, let's go kill him instead. Yeah. Cause he's getting too greedy. So right. anyway, so like they beat him to killing Bernie and they show up and Bernie's dead basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of calling the police, well, cause they're like, Hey, but we it, got invited to the beach. I'm going to explain it. And it's, it doesn't make it make sense, <laughs> but I'm going to explain why they do it. It's the dumbest, thinnest possible. Cause like Andrew McCarthy in this movie is just an asshole. Yes. And Jonathan Silverman is like supposed to be the moral compass. Right. But, He's like a moral compass that is surrounded by magnets of assholes. Um, He's very malleable. He could just go in any direction. (laughs) Um, Because like there's a there's a lady um, that he meets in Gwen who he meets in New York and he like finally asks her out and like 
lies to her whole well like it starts off with a, like an innocuous lie because he's just like nervous and he's like my aunt's very sick <laughs> and she's like later in the day she's like i hope your aunt's okay and he's like oh well i guess i'll go with this and then she's it's not even a lie it's just a thing he blurts out <laughs> right. because he can't put together any other words <laughs> right so he takes her out you know for new york you know cheap date thing you know like let's go to a shitty chinese restaurant and go mm-hmm. walk around and stuff and eventually she's like well i invite you back to my place but i have five roommates and he's like oh well you can come to mine and he lives with his parents yep. so he's trying to pretend that he doesn't live with his parents and his dad walks out in his boxers and he gets caught in that lie mm-hmm. so she's like you're a liar bye slap you know never gonna see you again until they go to the beach and he sees her again right at, at this party when Okay, now I'm starting to think about it. Like Andrew uh-huh. McCarthy talks him into like ha- like he's like, well, let's maybe not call the cops, and then like pretty much like people just start showing up to have a party, like a spontaneous party, and he's just like, oh my god, these people are here, and then he spots her, and it suddenly becomes like, all right, I'll go with this, you know, because I need to talk to her. Yeah, and then he just basically well, the people start filing in for the party, right. the impromptu party, and none of them are able to deduce that Bernie is dead. Correct. And so this just fuels Andrew McCarthy's thing of his whole thing is just basically like we got invited out here for Labor Day weekend. If we call the police and say he's dead, our weekend is over. Right. We'll be in the sweaty police station answering questions all weekend. So and then there's also like and they're going to think it's us, which I come on. (laughs) Right. I I don't understand. There's so many 80s movies where it's just constantly just like they're going to think it's us. And this just leads to cover up crime. I, I, I yeah. I mean. I will say this, and like a, a, it seems to be a, a point better hammered home in other movies, mm-hmm. but I get the impression, like, you know, the idea was New York City people, the police are so overworked that they just jump to conclusions. Right, yes. And so, like, I mean, like I said, it's a thin <laughs> it's a thin thing. They do not bother to explain at all. But, like, I got the impression in, like, the 80s, 70s and 80s movies, like, if you find a dead body and you're there, you're, you. You're, you obviously are the one that killed it because we don't have time to fucking investigate. Right. It's like, well, you called it in, <laughs> right. so you probably touched him. It's you. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, they don't bother to explain that at all, that, no. you know, that was, like, a New York 80s movie sensibility. Maybe of, like, that's right, yeah. but... God, then they just have so many outs. There are so many times where they're just like, like when they throw them over the balcony for the first time, that could be the end of their ruse. That Mm -hmm. could just be like, oh, at some point Bernie fell and died. That's it. But they just keep going. Yeah, I would love to for like the see that like the best thing about Weekend at Bernie's would be Weekend Weekend at Bernie's like one and a half, like not two. I want to see the fucking autopsy because I want to see like what they think Bernie died of because there's so much shit that happens to him (laughs) that like. They'd probably be like, well, he has a broken neck. He's been shot three times. <laughs> His lungs are full of water. He's filled with drugs. He's filled with drugs. <laughs> you know, like he has multiple contusions all his, over his body. His body is a big bruise. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, I want to see Weekend at Birdies the Autopsy because, like, that He's would be the most. He's had sex recently. Post mortem. Yeah, <laughs> post mortem yeah, sex. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, I just. For me, this I kept waiting to get to the bit, like, okay, get to your joke, because mm-hmm. your joke is these two guys have to prop around a dead body, and then they just never give a valid enough reason to do it. And I was never on board with this. Yeah. Ever on board with this. <laughs> I, I mean, All right. I mean, I just, I remember seeing it when it came out, and I guess it was just like, ah, oh, that was funny. You know, it had... I guess back then it's just easier to buy into a dumb premise. Sure, like you're just not thinking. You're like, yeah. oh, they have to pretend I he's mean, alive. It's hilarious. This is the age where it was like, yeah, mannequin. That seems like a good idea. 
Yeah, it's and, also and Andrew good. McCarthy as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was that age of just, hey, what about this? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Make that movie. Right. Yeah, that'll cost us like $10. God. And then they were like, make another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I am not remotely defending Weekend at Bernie's, but I, I feel like I feel like it has a very important bit of DNA in our society, and especially in comedy movies. Like, I feel like I know this is going to sound really dumb, but I feel like <laughs> it's lunacy. Like, it's probably one of the stupidest plots that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Helped pave the way for other dumb and possibly funnier things. Because you you know, somewhere in the back of his head, someone like Kevin Smith, when he's making Clerks, was like, Weekend at Bernie's was like, haha, sex with a dead guy. I'm going to turn into this horrifying fucking thing that it actually really would be. You know, so you're saying it influenced other filmmakers to do the opposite. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's important. <laughs> I know that's, I know that's like the dumbest thing I could possibly say about Weekend at Bernie's, but I feel like this means something. In the, in the film lexicon, Weekend at Bernie's has a, a reason for existing. Man, I want you to go on the college lecture tour. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to, I don't know that I could cite anything else, but I feel like it's just dumb enough. Like, I haven't seen it yet, but what's that fucking thing with Daniel Radcliffe where he's the dead body the whole time? You oh, know? I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, that movie could never fucking exist for, for Weekend at Birdies. Fair enough. Right. You know, like, somebody was like, they had to, you couldn't jump to no. a farting dead body that <laughs> no. maybe talks, no. you know, b- without Weekend at Bernie's existing. It's true. <laughs> you know? They pointed to these two movies and was like, well, they did it. Yeah. And, and they, they, they made money. They made a sequel. <laughs> yeah. So, why can't we make our movie? Right. Okay. Um, it, like, I'm not saying it's good I, <laughs> at all. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it needs to exist. <laughs> okay. I agree with you. I don't want to erase Weekend of Birdies from existence. <laughs> okay. I, I'm fine with this with it existing in our universe. I'm okay, okay with that. All right. Uh, but, man, I did not have a good time watching it. No, I didn't I, really either. I did not have a good time. I, I will continue. Like, I'm, I'm going to probably give it a poor rating, but I'm going to continue to, like justify why it's not the worst rating because okay. I'm not going to give it the worst rating. All right. I'm not going to give it the worst rating either because like, all right, number one and chief among it is like, fuck Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman. Maybe not like them as humans, <laughs> but like their characters are fucking terrible. And, and we remarked that for however long we talked about weekend at Bernie's too, about right. how awful they are. That I mean, I, they may have actually coined the antagonist. It's quite possible. Uh, line. It was somewhere around that time. The thing is, is that I like the two of them. I like the two of them in this to get the way they interact. They seem like genuinely like they knew each other and are friends and that kind of thing. It, yeah. it felt genuine. I just don't like anything they say or anything they do. No, I mean, <laughs> like you could have a drinking game if you want to end up like Bernie of them <laughs> jumping over or through things because my God, they vault through and over and there's so much jumping and vaulting by them in this movie, Yep. which is what I was about to say is one of the things I will give this movie praise for is the physical bits are really good. Like either Terry Kaiser is like super committed to this fucking dumb premise <laughs> right? or they had one hell of a Terry Kaiser dead body doll. I, a lot of it was him. I know because like there, there are things in this where it's like, I was genuinely concerned for the actor because yes. like there's a bit <laughs> where agree. they do where they're rolling him on a, on a uh, wagon. Yes. There, there's these little red wagons, which looks to be like, number one, I'm like, I don't know anything about the Hamptons or <laughs> the Hampton Island, but um, 
like they seem to have like these little red wagon like borrow slash checkout stands where you just take them if you need them and drop them off somewhere else. Yeah, interesting little idea. Sure. But there's this point where there's where they they're rolling his dead body in this little red wagon, and yeah, like they he comes like careening around the side and like not only does he like kind of like fall off and like drag his face along a, a boardwalk <laughs> yeah but then like almost like falls off of the boardwalk like uh-huh. this pier or whatever yeah and it's it's impressive that someone was like fuck it i'm gonna go for it i'm going to you know i'm going to do the stupid improv thing of act like a dead limp body well from the very first bit of physical anything that they do which is basically carry him out of his office or whatever onto a couch that's mm-hmm. in the middle they completely just fall on top of each other on this couch and then prop him up. It's all one shot. And that dude does not react to anything. And he's got two grown men on top of him tangled up in him. Mm -hmm. It's for a dead dude. It is a fine job of acting. Sure. There, there was only one point there was, there was a long shot when they were outside and he, and he had the sunglasses on, but they were kind of like, you know, lighter rose colored Mm -hmm. glasses. And which is way a lot of people look at this movie, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. um, but there was a point where you can very clearly see him blink because oh, okay. like because they were very, they were very committed to like keep your eyes open because it's funnier, right? Um, but like this was a very long shot out in direct sunlight. <laughs> so there's a point where you can see him blink. Okay, but like other than that, like good job, like acting like a dead dude. I yeah. mean, like I said, it, it's just it's funny to me that someone would commit so hard to mm-hmm. such a dumb movie and premise. Well, they do like the the double three-legged race thing at one point where mm-hmm. they all tie their shoelaces together to get him to run. Yep. And even though he's not an actual dead guy, it's still three people coordinating this weird walking, running thing sure. to get from one place to another. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's some in- impressive physicality, I guess you could say, sure. in this movie. Um, there's not much else. No, there's not. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's pretty committed. I it was bugging me the entire time that like the uh, the Gwen lady. I don't know where I know her from because like Night of the Comet. Yeah, is that? I mean, is she the main person in Night of the Comet? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't. I never. I had. I'd never seen that. And I haven't seen that since Bamcast. Mm-hmm. But like, so it's weird to me that I would pick her out from that, or maybe it's just I remember this movie. Mid eighties was her okay. time. Like, so I'm sure you'll find something. Else sure. That she was yeah. In. I don't know. It just it, it felt weird. But um, <laughs> what else was I going to say? There was something else. Eh, I don't know. It's fucking weekend at Bernie's. I don't it have is. anything else to say. It really is. Uh, I, I give it three bags. I, I really never laughed. Um, like I said, I can admire the the kind of setups and stuff like that. But just the reason this movie exists, the story on paper doesn't make any sense. And it oh. continues to not make any sense for the longest time. Like even later into the weekend when they realize like, OK, let's just get the hell get the hell out of here. Well, then they find the the answering machine message where he's basically talking about having them killed, and then it becomes like, well, they again they they jump to conclusions and you know point their moral compasses in different ways because they're like, well, he said don't kill him if I'm around because I need an alibi. So if we drag him around, they can't kill us. Right. So he becomes like their insurance, you know, policy. Yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. I I just uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah I know yeah. I again I don't have a lot of positive things to say. I've just. I was merely pointing out its cultural relevance, so to speak, <laughs> if there is any. I mean, I think at one point they suggest that the only way they're going to get their promotion for discovering the money is if they keep up the charade that he's alive. Like the next person who took the job wouldn't also be like, hey, great. Good job right. finding two million dollars. I don't I don't know. Yeah. It just sadly, that's heavily outweighed by the fact that you tried to pretend that this dead guy was alive for. Yeah. 
you know, till they're, I mean, they're, this is the, the weirdest thing about this movie to me is the <laughs> fact that they made a sequel because they go right to gags where there's flies on him and shit. Like there's a point where Andrew McCarthy is sitting outside with a fly swatter, just mm-hmm. slapping flies. I mean, again, slapping Terry Kaiser in the face with a fly swatter and, and yeah. not reacting in the slightest. Dude doesn't react. He just keeps that weird smirk on his face the right. whole time. Yeah. And, and, and that's the other cultural relevance is that he invented the DreamWorks face. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, Bernie's DreamWorks yeah. face. <laughs> we get at DreamWorks. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to also give this three bags. Like, yeah. I, like I said, it's it's important that it exists. I just don't know that. I mean, maybe another twenty years is going to go by and be like, hey, maybe I should watch Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that might happen. I don't know. It's possible, but I don't I'm, think it will. Probably not. You're going to have recorded proof of why. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, and I and I, I will admit, I at least chuckle at the at the where he's being dragged behind the boat thing, just because. Again, I know at that time it's just a good Bernie doll, but I mean, it's just like the idea of like this guy, the guy face down, <laughs> water skiing, and yeah. people are like, "Hey, Bernie, good job!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that like everyone is so oblivious to this, and yeah, is, I, I is just funny to me. when they pulled him back in, the fact that his face was just not ripped off from sure. by the ocean. But then, like, I mean. Again, I, I hate I hate Andrew McCarthy in this movie so much, <laughs> but him sitting there just casually sitting on the back of the boat, like drinking a beer and like the ding. And yes. He's like, hey, did you hear that noise? <laughs> ding. There it is again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, We're laughing a lot talking about this. We did not no. do that during the movie. We were just <laughs> no, this, laughing this ourselves is a, stupid. This is, this is pain yeah. coming out. In, We're imagining in it funnier yes, than it was. That's true. And that's pretty much what everyone has done over time. I believe so. <laughs> yes. Man, we get a birdie. That yeah, guy was dead. Yeah. Man, man, pretend. <laughs> That guy was a lot. That's funny. <laughs> they tied stuff to his hand and made him wave at people. <laughs> That's good time. Yep. Uh, the the best part, the best thing to come from this movie was that I was looking at the trivia section on IMDb, and you get down to the spoiler section, and there's one entry in the spoiler section. It just says body count one. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Good job, guy. Good thirty seconds. I don't know why. So stupid. Good job. Guy. But spoiler, <laughs> there's one dead person. <laughs> we get their birdies. If you're writing the parental guide, remember when there was only one dead body? That's when they were carrying him. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we had a much better time talking about Weekend and Birdies. Absolutely. Than we did watching it. So think, please don't watch Weekend and Birdies. I think it's the same same way we came around with Weekend and Birdies too. Yeah. Man. I, think we, I think we made Tobias watch that one too. Really? I think he was here on that episode. Oh, I'm pretty guy. sure we had a guest, and I think it was. I think it might have been Tobias. Oh, that poor man. Yeah. Oh well. But we did make him let him watch Omega Cop. So there's yeah, that. There you go. It all comes around. Yeah, made up for it. <laughs> if one was kicking the balls, the other one had lots of balls. Yes, kicking. lots of balls being kicked. Um. So yeah, that. Uh, yeah, gonna... a little shorter episode because you know. Eh, you know. These these movies didn't warrant a, a lot of. They're talking. not plot heavy. No, they're not. And it's hard to describe jokes. <laughs> it is. And then it's hard to describe jokes in a movie that doesn't have any. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Bamcast Extra. We will come back next week and do two more. Woo. I already know what one is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to tell you. No, because that would be telling. <laughs> right. That would be telling. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. But uh, next week, we'll have two more of these. Uh, we're just going to keep going until, I don't know, probably the end of summer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is pretty soon. But we'll figure something out. Anyway, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra out. PC. Goodbye.